This is Michael Zuber, and I just wanted to thank you for listening to my One Rental at a Time podcast. Did you know that I took the time to document the entire process I used to learn my market and actually still use today? I released it as a $199 online course via Teachable, and it is called How to Get Started One Rental at a Time. With that, you get access to my private Facebook group and can join our group mentoring calls every Saturday at 9 a.m. Pacific. You can find it on my website at onerentalatatime.com. Now on with the show. Good morning, everyone. How are we doing today? Welcome to your daily financial news. Today is October 18th, Sunday, October 18th. And yes, even on Sundays, we do daily live financial news. And before I get into Sunday's news, let me allow the new folks watching the channel to kind of introduce to you what this daily show is. Uh, I get up Every day around 6, I consume about 90 minutes of material while I enjoy some coffee and just get my day going. I've been doing this for about 20 years now, and what I've done here in the last year, year and a half, is I've produced a daily live financial news channel. These are news of the day, and these are done live, just like this video. So if I hit, um, ah, a phone rings, a dog barks, it is what it is, but what I'm doing for you here is I'm producing material that is interesting today. I am not creating endless stimulus videos that enriches my pockets. That's not why I do this. It's not about me. This is for you. If you need to understand who I am because someone's speaking to you, you should always understand their lens, their history, what is their biases. Mine is from building a financial um, future with rental properties. Uh, over 15 years, earned financial freedom because of rentals, got out of a high-tech, stressful job, and now have spent the last almost three years giving back. These daily shows were inspired by Gary V and Nipsey Hussle. I'm a huge Gary V fan, and it was his conversation with Nipsey Hussle before his passing, challenging Nipsey to produce daily music uh, that said, hey, you know what? Take your, take your daily activities and produce a show. So if you want to get your daily financial news every day, I usually start about 7.30. And again, I do this for you. Uh, I have personal goals such as, you know, I look forward to the day that a daily financial show gets over 1,000 views in a single 24-hour period. That will be pretty cool. But again, those are just numbers. I'm doing this for you. Second, I produced a video earlier in the week, I think it was on Thursday, called Creating Joy. I think the, uh, the thumbnail is Good Karma. And I want to highlight two more people that watched that video and took action. Again, I'm not going to tell you what's in the video, but trust me, if you watch that 12-minute video and you take action, you will be putting some good karma into the world. You may create a teaching moment and finally, it's just always good to put joy on someone's face. So I want to shout out Tamika and Wallace. Both reached out to me privately and said they took action. I want to thank them for what they've done. That is great. Uh, again, watch the video and take action. And if you do take action, let me know because I will give you a shout out uh, because you, uh, you put some joy in the world and I want to thank you for that. Next up today, the daily financial news on Sunday. Last week, we talked about banks, right? We were looking at banks and we were going to say, hey, you know, A, are they profitable? Have we seen a change in profit picture? And we did, right? We saw kind of the Wall Street wealth management trading banks, Goldman Sachs, Morgan Stanley, crush it. And then we saw 
I don't know, consumer banks, not do so well. Wells Fargo, Bank of America. So that was telling one we talked about. Second, we talked about the um, were there going to be any more loan loss reserves? Many of the banks added, but they added rounding errors. We're talking some banks less than 1%. A couple of the banks actually reduced, which I thought was interesting. JP Morgan being the one with the largest reduction. So these are things that are interesting to watch because if you don't haven't realized, yeah, thank you. Smash the like button. Totally agree. If you haven't realized, banks via tightening and loosening lending standards really have an impact on housing. Think about JP Morgan, right? What was it? 90 days ago, we talked about JP Morgan. Oh my God, they're going to crash the housing market. They're, re- they're tightening up lending standards. Fast forward over the quarter, they report, guess what? Their loan book is good, loan volume is down, and they reduce loan loss reserves. Kind of telling, right? But next week, next week is big tech. Next week is big tech. And again, I think like we did with the banks, we're going to see separation. Uh, Probably old world, new world. Uh, Again, uh, the, the, the week kicks off Monday with IBM. Uh, IBM, you can go back and look at last week. I think it was last week. It might've been the week before. Uh, they're actually splitting the company kind of high growth, low growth markets, if you will. For the record, HP did this, God, six years ago, maybe. Uh, and frankly didn't turn out well. Uh, but we'll see what happens at IBM Tuesday, uh, Netflix and snap. Uh, Netflix is going to report. It'll be interesting to see if the cuties controversy had a real impact on subscriber or churn. I've seen a lot of postings, but again, we'll see if it actually shows up in the numbers. Uh, then we have Snap. Uh, we'll see what uh, what is going on with Snap as well. Wednesday's a big day. Tesla. I would uh, talking about Tesla is always dangerous because there's uh, there's a collection of folks that are worship at the feet of Elon Musk, which I would tell you is risky. Uh, but people do it, and it'll be interesting to look at Tesla's numbers because if you go back and look at Q2, while they reported a bang-up number, if you scratch the surface just that much, most of their profit was from energy credits. It wasn't for making cars, people. I thought they were a car company. Oh, now people are going to tell me Tesla's not a car company. They're a you know life-changing, energy-changing, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. Last time I checked, Tesla makes cars, at least currently. Uh, Verizon is also on Wednesday. Uh, I noticed Verizon had a dividend yield of 4.2, or no, excuse me, 4.3%. You know, dividends are, you know, lots of people count on. Uh, And then we have Thursday, uh, Amazon. You got to remember that Amazon's Prime Day was not in the quarter. So while they may talk about it, I doubt it. Right, because again, this is about last quarter, and Prime Day was early this quarter. Just how the ca- uh, calendar shook out. So let's see what they have to say. Uh, I still expect Amazon to report just god awful profit and revenue numbers. They're kind of eating the world and taking over everything. Uh, and then again, you have Old World AT and T reporting, and while Verizon has a four point three percent dividend by last view, uh, AT and T has good old seven point six percent. Damn, 7.6? 
That's uh, that's crazy. A uh, couple of things for me. Thursday, Thursday, Thursday. Big deal. Big deal. Thursday is going to be a big deal because it is either going to be confirmation of what frightens me about Q4. Remember, last Thursday was a single data point, but scary. 898,000 new unemployment claims. I called it. We can go back and watch my discussion with Jonathan on Wednesday. I'm glad these things are recorded. I said, hey, we're going to be up to 900, and we were within 2,000 of that. But next week, this Thursday, is going to be important. Do we break 900? Do we validate that we're off the floor? Remember, we were trading, we were posting about 840, 850 new unemployment claims for, I don't know, six weeks or so. Kind of a solid floor, uh, but I think we have broken that. So Thursday... Thursday is going to be a big deal for me because, again, if we break this, if it's validated on Thursday, that means by election, we could be posting a million unemployment claims. And history says, right or wrong, history says uh, that a uh, unemployed and angry and discontent population typically doesn't vote for the incumbent regardless of who the incumbent is. But we shall see. Uh, and since we're talking about that, uh, as you would see in the thumbnail, I voted yesterday, mail-in ballot, I voted, so I officially voted. One thing, again, about the elections I want to make sure that's important, remember that your vote in what you can really change really impacts your local community, so it's the local elections, the local uh, propositions that really impact your daily life. Uh, so while it's fun to be involved in an election every four years because of the highest uh, in, the, uh, in the office, right, the highest... Uh, the presidency. Remember, you should be voting every year. If you really care about your community and what's going on and you want to see a difference, vote locally. That's just the reality that we are all in. So again, that's the big week for me. Uh, another thing is we are starting, we're going to probably start to see GDP numbers for Q3. And I've been telling you for a long time, they're going to be outstanding, record-breaking, and they, they will be things you and I talk about 10, 20, 30 years from now. They will be in the economic history books where the record GDP growth for the United States, 30%, Q3, 2020. But let's do some math. This I do this all the time. Let's say we, we completed Q1 uh, GDP and we were at 100. It's just easy math this way. Q2, we dropped 31%. Let's just say we dropped 30. So 100 goes to 70 now, on the basis of 70, we grow 30. We go from 70 back to 91. So we're still below Q1. I fear too many people out there are going to see a headline. Q2, Q2 drops 30. Q3 grows 30. We're even. No, we are still 9% below where we were in Q1. It's just how statistics and math work. So don't be confused. Uh, a couple other things I've noticed. They are still talking stimulus. I don't get it. Now we have the House on one side. The Senate doesn't agree with our president. And the president's in the middle staring at an election in two weeks going, come on, guys, do something for me. There is nothing going to happen. The Senate's going to try to pass this skinny $500 billion bill. Uh, Mitch, I don't think he has the votes. That's not going anywhere. Pelosi and Mnuchin are still talking about a $2 trillion or $2.2 trillion. That's not going to go anywhere. Folks, we are not getting stimulus before the election. The election is going to be the event. We will see where it goes. And if you want to see my opinion on what happens post-election, if 
Biden or Trump wins. Jonathan and I talked about that last last week in about an hour conversation. What happens to infrastructure, taxes, stimulus, and lots of other things. So that was a great conversation, I thought. Something I caught this morning that I have not picked up in the news cycle is Thailand. Thailand is actually doing something interesting. Uh, They are giving cash, cash via a debit card. I guess it's a debit card, a debit card to the poorest in their community. They've been doing this for a while now. Uh, They've given out about $12 billion. Uh, That's about 2.4% of their GDP. Uh, Because again, travel, hospitality, all of this stuff is down in Thailand and they need to keep keep their uh, population fed. Uh, But it's also producing an interesting data trove. Because of the cards, they can track what their population is spending money on. So I imagine there will be some big data analytics and some very interesting things that comes out of this for economists in years to come. Think about that. You've got, did I write down the number? About 30 million people getting these cards and you're going to have months and months of of data. So I think it's going to be interesting to see what economists can pull from that. Uh, And again, I applaud that. Uh, you've, You've basically said you're not essential, stay home, so pay them. So I fully support that. I don't know if you saw this, but AMC Theater is in trouble. We've talked about them a couple of times on this channel. Uh, they most recently said they're going to run out of cash and uh, by the end of the year. But they, they're, they're trying. I got to give them credit. Have you ever wanted to rent a theater for a special screening? Right? Just you, your friends, your family. Kick, kick all the nobodies out. Well, now AMC Theater is allowing you that option. For as little as $99, you can get a private screening for you and your friends and your family. That that sounds pretty cool. And again, you can go bigger, uh, rent microphones and get bigger theaters, you know, up to 400 bucks. But I got to tell you, renting a theater for a private screening sounds kind of badass. That sounds kind of interesting. I might, I might be willing to throw down 99 or a couple hundred bucks and bring some friends and food together. AMC, I think that's a great idea. You need to market that more. Uh, I think I found it on Yahoo Finance, but you need to get that out there and do some Facebook ads to talk about private screenings. Just like private jets, AMC, get off your butt. Buy some Facebook ads and and tell people about this. Uh, I don't know if you saw this, but Dropbox, another San Francisco tech company, has uh, basically said bye-bye office. They are now going to be a virtual first company. Uh, What that means is people are going to work at home, uh, then, then for things that you have to do in groups, they're going to create these little Dropbox studios. So goodbye, big office. Hello, almost WeWork kind of situations. Uh, but it will be interesting. They'll be calling them collaborative spaces. And then finally, we are in the uh, throes of creative destruction. I've said it many times. I'm going to continue to say it because I I, we need to realize what we're in. Q4, I believe, is going to be maximum pain and creative destruction on steroids. We basically pushed pain out of Q2, out of Q3, into Q4. Stimulus failed. We are now going to suffer record bankruptcies. We're going to, as I'm calling it, see an uptick in unemployment. Trust me, I hope I'm wrong. This is what I see coming. We are going to see consumers back off. Savings rates go up. So Q4 is going to, quote unquote, suck. But I am so bullish on 2021. Creative destruction is painful. 
But once it's done and the pain is and the dust is settled, the American capitalist system is going to kick off and likely have a decade of growth. Just think about all the retailers that are shutting down and restaurants that are shutting down. It's horrible. It's terrible. We've seen 30% drop in rent in San Francisco, 20 in New York, and I'm sure it's worse in retail and restaurants. But guess what? There will be another restaurant in there in Q1, Q2, Q3. And guess what? They're going to have lower lease rates. The restaurants and retail chains that kick off next year are going to be more profitable. Think about that. Man, it's fun to think about. But again, it's hard to think about that when we're going to go through the quarter with the most pain. So I'm seeing consumers save. Savings go up. I'm seeing a pretty rough Q4. I want to call your attention if you have not seen it yet to please go back and watch that video about creating joy, having a teaching moment, and some getting some good karma. And again, if you take action, let me know. You can leave a comment in that video or you can send me a private message and I too will give you a shout out just like Tamika and Wallace got today. All right, everybody, take care of yourself. Remember, daily financial news. Subscribe, check it out. Not endless stimulus videos for who, who knows reason. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye.